You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Amen. How about a little love for Pastor Pedro, right on? <laughs> so, uh, so great to be with you guys here in the cameo, and for those of you that you're still on a turkey tryptophan nap, you know, and you had to worship at home today, but uh, in the Spiritual Warfare series, every week I've been taking an illustration from popular culture, but today, let's change the game a little bit and not look at popular culture, but let's look at history just for a minute as we introduce the topic today. And I wanted to tell you about a common Scottish farmer whose name was Farmer Fleming. And Farmer Fleming was out on his farm in Scotland one day, and he heard this scream, like a, a this curdling, you know, scream. And so he starts moving towards where the scream was and he saw in what they call there a bog, we would call like a swampy pond or tank. Uh, He saw this kid in the water and this kid was like about to drown. And so Farrer Fleming walked out into the bog. He grabbed the kid, he pulled him out. He saved the kid's life. The kid was shaken from this experience, but glad to be alive. And Farmer Fleming sent this little kid running home. Well, check this out. The next day, this nobleman rolls up to Farmer Fleming's farm and knocks on the door. And Farmer Fleming opens the door and he sees this sweet ride out there of a, you know, nobleman. And the nobleman says, hey, uh, Farmer Fleming, I understand you saved my son's life yesterday. And I want to give you something because I so appreciate what you did. I'm so thankful for what you did for my son in pulling him out of that bog and keeping him from drowning and saving his life. And Farmer Fleming said, there's no need to give me any money. It's nothing any decent human being wouldn't have done. And about that time, Farmer Fleming's little son comes walking up. And Farmer Fleming's son was about the same age as the nobleman's son that Farmer Fleming had saved out of the bog the day before. And at this moment, the nobleman had an idea. And he said, Father Fleming, uh, Farmer Fleming, um, I would like to help your son get a classical education. I would like to pay for your son to get the same education that my son's getting. And Farmer Fleming thought about that for just a second. He thought, this could be a game changer for my son. It could change the trajectory of his entire life. And so he accepted the gift. And Farmer Fleming's son went through this great European classical education, and he thrived at school, and he was so good at his grades and at school that he got a scholarship to a medical school in London, and he went through medical school And now we know that son of Farmer Fleming, his name is Sir Alexander Fleming. You can see him pictured here on screen. And this guy, you may not know, but this is the man who discovered penicillin. And so how many of you at any time in your life have been healed of an illness from penicillin? Just show me your hands real quick. Many of us in this room and many people we know have been healed of diseases because of gratitude of this nobleman to Farmer Fleming, because of the ammunition of appreciation has fought the war on sickness and disease. And it would be a great story if it ended there, but it doesn't. See, the son of the nobleman grew up and got sick one day and uh, almost died. And guess what medicine saved his life? You guessed it, penicillin. Um, So let me show you uh, a picture of the nobleman. His name was Lord Randolph Churchill. Here's a picture of him. 
Uh, not only does he have a great last name, but he has a stellar mustache there. And his son was none other than uh, Winston Churchill, who led his country through a world war because of the ammunition of appreciation. And not only did he lead his country through a world war, he had a high school named after him in San Antonio. That's really what's important about his life, right? So um, all of this happened because a nobleman was appreciative and went back to thank someone. And so we see today that my ammunition is appreciation. And over the past many weeks and few months, we've been in a series on spiritual warfare. And today we're looking at the ammunition in this warfare, which is appreciation. And I think that all of us know that we're supposed to be thankful, don't we? I mean, I'm not gonna tell you a bunch of stuff you don't know today about being thankful. You already know you're supposed to be thankful. But sometimes a word is a word that you already know, but it's a timely word. You follow me? So sometimes you get the right word at the right time, and it's exactly what you need to drag you out of a season where the enemy is having a heyday on your mind. And this appreciation is a big factor in healing our minds. In fact, there was a part pastor, part surgeon, medical doctor, and his name was Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, and what he said was, most unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you're listening to yourself rather than talking to yourself. Anybody wanna start talking to yourself rather than just listening to yourself? And talking to yourself, the truths that come from the Word of God, one of the things that we always teach here is our self-talk is so important in the spiritual battle. And today, we're gonna look into the Psalms to see how we should talk to ourselves. So first, let me use as a springboard to our conversation, Psalm chapter 100, verse three, okay? This isn't our focal text, but it's very close to, and it's interconnected with our focal text for today, and here's what it says. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are uh, his, and we're his people, the sheep of his pasture, and then look at this next part. Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Now, a couple of things that we see there is that we're the sheep of his pasture, and so our relationship with God is like sheep-shepherd relationship, right? By the way, what is the classic psalm about being, uh, God being our shepherd? Psalm 23, if you knew that, right? We're gonna get to that here in just a minute, but hang with me. So we see our relationship with God is sheep-shepherd relationship, and the second thing we see in that passage is that we get in or enter into his presence through thanksgiving, through appreciation. And one of the things about appreciation is you gotta understand it starts in your heart and it makes its way out to your face, okay? So do you like to be around people that look like they're constipated all the time, look like they got marinated in pickle juice or whatever? No, let's, let's get the appreciation of our faces right now. And so um, can I show you, like I love our staff around here. And I brought a picture of a couple of our staff members. You know, part of the, the, the qualifications of being a staff member here is that you got to have a decent smile. So look at these two. You got Pris there and you got Gideon with big smiles. You know, I love to work with people I love and I love to work with people who are positive around here. And so would you do me a favor? Would you look at your neighbor and give them a big old gratitude smile and say, my ammunition is appreciation. Go ahead and tell them real quick. Okay, and so since we're so appreciative because we've got the good shepherd, I wanna ask you to stand now in honor of the reading of God's word. Yes, you have to stand up. You're gonna get your exercise today in church today, and let's look at the 23rd Psalm. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Joe preached on this same sermon, and can I tell you that when God just has us repeat the same passage, it means he's trying to tell us something. Don't make him tell you again. That's what I'm saying, I don't, I don't want him to have to tell me again. So let's look at the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack what? Nothing. 
He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Go ahead and take a seat. And I like the way you all smile. We're having a good day so far, are we not? And so, let's of the four. Yeah, right on. So look at number one. The ammunition of appreciation is positivity. Now we see this in Psalm chapter 23, verse six, where David says, surely your goodness and your love are gonna follow me all the days of my life. That's a pretty positive outlook, isn't it? It's like God's goodness is gonna follow me everywhere I go. And it's kind of like this little boy that was playing baseball out in the backyard and his mom was watching him through the kitchen window and the little boy was playing baseball, but he didn't have any friends with him. And he tells his mom who was looking out the window, he says, mom, I'm the best hitter in all of baseball. And he takes his baseball and he throws it up in the air and he swings at it with his bat and he misses. And his mom says, strike one. And so he tries it again. He throws the ball in the air. And when the ball's in the air, he says, Mom, I'm the greatest hitter in all of baseball. And he swings again. Strike two, she says. And then he puts the ball up in the air again as he says, I'm the greatest hitter in all of baseball. He swings and misses again. And his mom says, strike three. She says, I thought you were the greatest hitter in all of baseball, and you just struck out. And he says, no, Mom. I've just discovered I'm the greatest pitcher in all of baseball, right on? And so that's the outlook of someone who's positive, right on? And so I think we'd all agree that positive thinking is a good thing, especially when we go through times of feeling good and having good circumstances in our lives. But here's one of the things I got to be honest with you. This message is really for me as much as it is for anybody in the room today, because I can be a little snarky sometimes. I can be a little negative sometimes. I can be that person that can nitpick everything, the person that can find the negative in a, in a situation. Um, and here's something, can I just be honest with you, that you, you, do you know people that are going through hard times and they, they stay positive? That bothers me, okay? I'm like, no, come on, man. <laughs> we need to gripe a little bit. Just whine a little bit. Just get it off your chest a little bit. But here's the thing that I've learned from the scriptures and from science is that maybe those people who have such a positive outlook are onto something. So positive thinking really does change your brain, not in a magical egg under the bed kind of way, but in a true, real, biological and physical way. Look at this article from Princeton Health News. It's entitled, Can Gratitude Improve Quality of Life? And most of the content in the article comes from Linda Baker, who's a clinical therapist. And what she says, she gives, first gives a definition of gratitude. She says, gratitude can be defined as the practice of noticing and appreciating the good things that exist or are happening in your life. That's the, the ammunition of appreciation. But look at what the article says next. She says, when gratitude is expressed and or received, the brain releases dopamine and serotonin, two crucial neurotransmitters responsible for our, emotional, uh, for our emotions. Dopamine and serotonin contribute to feelings of pleasure, happiness, and overall well-being. It reduces stress levels. It increases optimism and hope, increases the amount and quality of our sleep. Anybody want to sleep better? Start uh, using the ammunition of appreciation. It improves blood pressure. It increases satisfaction in work relationships and the environment. Gratitude does all this. If that wasn't enough, if you don't like Princeton Health, let's go to Dr. Norman Deutsch, who wrote the book, The Brain That Changes Itself. In that book, he'd explain that people with problems like strokes, cerebral palsy, mental illness can train other areas of their brains through repetitive mental and physical activity. We've talked a lot about neuroplasticity here at our church. Um, and I'm not suggesting some kind of naive positive thinking, right? Like, as positive as I think, 
I'm not going to beat Wimby at one-on-one in basketball. I'm not going to beat LeBron one-on-one. I don't know. I might take LeBron. But, uh, but look, here's the way I see it. I, I would agree with the late Zig Ziglar. Here's what he said. Positive thinking won't let you do anything, but it will let you do everything better than negative thinking will. Right on? And so why don't we reorientate our brains to be, find the positive, to show gratitude. It helps us heal up. Um, And here in the passage that we're studying today, Psalm 23, David says of God, he says, you anoint my head with oil. What's that about? Because some of you are like, before I came to church today, I didn't anoint my head with oil. I anointed my head with product, right on? I mean, it's like a little pomade, a little gel, a little, some of you like hairspray. I don't know how, what you use in the, in the morning, but um, the way the ancients used oil in anointing the head, number one, David would have been anointed with oil. They had to pour oil down his head when they were endorsing him as the king. And so look, when the scripture says God anoints our head with oil, it's his endorsement of our lives as his kids, royalty. But here's the second part of it, is that this is the context of God being our shepherd, right? And David was also a shepherd. Well, in those days, the sheep would oftentimes have problems with these little bugs that would infest their foreheads and their ears, and it would drive them crazy. In fact, Sheep were known to bang their heads on rocks because those little bugs that would infiltrate, you know, and infest their forehead drove them so crazy. And the shepherds would pour oil down their forehead to relieve them of and keep those little bugs from infesting their head. Can I tell you something in the spiritual war that we're in right now? Are there little demonic bugs trying to infest your head with this negativity about who you are, negativity about life. And when we come to the Lord with the ammunition of appreciation, he pours oil down our head and blocks the little demonic bugs of negativity from our heads. So let's go to number two. The ammunition of appreciation means choosing abundance over scarcity. Now, look at what David said in Psalm 23. When he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack what? Nothing. He's saying, hey, David had gone through good times and bad. And he's saying, I don't lack anything. You know what you call people who describe their life by what they lack? Lackeys. That's what they are. We don't want to be lackeys around here because we, in Christ, we lack nothing. Now, years ago, I saw a really great little book on this topic that talks about embracing abundance over scarcity, and it's entitled Love is the Killer App by Tim Sanders. And in that book, he describes the significant differences between a mindset of scarcity versus a mindset of abundance. And so I brought a little chart that I created based on Tim Sanders' Uh, content and other things that I've learned over the years. And I'll show you that chart real quick. See, when you operate in scarcity, there's never enough. You, You know people like that? There's not enough success to go around. There's not enough stuff to go around. They're never generous because um, there's never enough. Whereas when you operate in abundance, there's plenty to be able to share. There's enough success to go around. But when someone operates in scarcity, they operate like a butcher. See, people are like meat to be used. See, in their dating relationships, they, they just see people like meat. But in their uh, work relationships, it's not about the people they work with, but it's about headcount or nodes on the network. Whereas when you operate in abundance, You operate as a gardener, not a butcher, where you're nurturing people to help them grow. You you follow me? And so if you look at Southwest Airlines, Southwest Airlines, they trade on the stock exchange under Love, L-U-V, and that's the airline that had the longest streak of profitability. Why? 
because they expunged negativity from their corporate environment and it led to better people and greater profits. But also, uh, get back to the deal there, uh, scarcity people are always competitors. See, because they, they got to compete because there's not enough success to go around, whereas abundance people are community builders. Then scarcity people are dividers. You know, they're always got to create teams or cliques or groups that are apart from the whole, whereas abundance people are uniters. Abundance people find out, hey, what, what do we all have in common so that we can all thrive together. This is the ammunition of appreciation. Now, Tim Sanders talks about the study where the researchers had a phone booth back, you know, in the days before people were, you know, everybody had a cell phone, right? Well, what they did with this phone booth is that when people walk in the phone booth, sometimes they would put a silver dollar in the phone booth. And people would go into the phone booth and they'd be like, oh, cool, a silver dollar. I got myself a silver dollar. Well, then they staged this woman to walk by the front of this, the, the phone booth when people would walk out of the phone booth. And they, they set it up where this lady had a bunch of papers and files and stuff like that. And when the, the person would walk out of this, the phone booth, she would intentionally act, pretend like she tripped or something and then she would drop all of her papers. And what they wanted to watch for was how many people who came out of the phone booth would help her pick up her papers, see? And did you know that of all the people that went in there to the phone booth, the majority of people who got a silver dollar while they were in the phone booth helped the lady pick up her papers. And the majority of people who did not get a silver dollar walked out of the phone booth and passed right by the lady and didn't help her pick up her papers. And it's because of the abundance versus scarcity mindset. And what we've got to do is get our minds into a place of sensing, feeling, and believing the abundance mentality of God and his kingdom in order to be of greater help. Because when we feel a sense of scarcity, we don't feel like we can give. And so I want you to do a mental abundance exercise with me for just a minute. And as you do this exercise, I want you to just start thinking through all the things that you appreciate, all the things that you're thankful for, all the things that you just can thank God for today. And so I'll give you, you know, some ideas. For me, I appreciate my wife. Like, I, I know there are a lot of people out there that don't like their spouse or whatever, but I'm not one of them, man. I'm, we're having a pretty good time together. Uh, my wife and I enjoy like ministering together and we get served together here at the church and we like to go on walks together. We like our pets together. I mean, we sit down to watch TV in the evening and our cats get on us, you know, and crawl all over us. We enjoy it. We like that. We're sick. I don't know. But we like to travel together. We like to do all kinds of stuff uh, together. I appreciate my wife. I appreciate this church. I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm so glad that I, there's got to be a pastor down the street somewhere that has a bunch of mean church people, you know, that, and all that. But um, man, I, I just thank the Lord for you guys because you guys are a great, loving, serving, generous group of people. I thank the Lord for my friends. I've got some of the best friends of anybody in the world. I thank the Lord that this morning I got to have a really great pour over coffee, you know, before I started ministering here at the church today. I thank the Lord that when I eat a sandwich that I get to have meat on my sandwich. Anybody? Um, like a lot of the world doesn't get to put meat on their sandwich. If you're a vegetarian, you get to put an extra piece of lettuce on your sandwich. I mean, you're, you're blessed in that way. Find your abundance, bro. And so this is the ammunition of appreciation. And so start thinking about, keep thinking about those things that you're grateful for, man. You might have a really great apartment. You got a roof over your head. And, you know, some of you own homes and some of you uh, own land. Some of you have, you know, you own a car. And man, some of you have gas in the gas tank. That's abundance, isn't it? Find your abundance. You know, some of you enjoy good food and 
Um, you have good friends and good relationships. Find your abundance in those things that you can thank God for. And if you think back in American history to the Great Depression, it was a time of real scarcity. I mean, people just didn't have a lot. And Tim Sanders tells this story about a woman named Sarah and her family was down to their last potato to eat. Now think about that just for a minute. You got your last potato and that's all you have. You'd be tempted to hang on tight to that potato, wouldn't you? Well, they start talking to a neighbor and one of the neighbors had a couple of onions and another neighbor down the street had some flour. Someone else had just a little bit of beef. And before you know it, all the neighbors came together and they were making a stew where everyone ate in the abundance of the community, of the tribe, see? And so the tribe is real important in our abundance that we're grateful for the tribe and we participate in the tribe because we can bring all the ingredients that we each individually have to make the good stew of community. But let me show you this illustration of abundance versus scarcity is in Indonesia. They have a problem. Some of the farmers there have problems with these monkeys that destroy their crops and destroy the environment. And what they used to do is they used to shoot these darts at the monkeys to remove them. And the monkey, when it got shot by a dart, it would fall down out of the tree and sometimes die or injure the monkey. And they didn't want to kill the monkeys. So they devised this new plan where they drilled a hole in a gourd and they put peanuts in the gourd and the little, you know, hole just big enough for a little monkey hand to get through there. And the monkey would reach into the gourd and grab the peanuts. And because the monkey was so stingy, he couldn't get his hand out of the gourd and that's how they could throw a net over the monkey and capture the monkey and relocate the monkey. See, if the monkey would have just let go of the peanuts, could have removed his own hand. And isn't that a picture of scarcity versus abundance mentality? Because the scarcity mentality is trapping people everywhere. But in the abundance of the kingdom of God, we release. And when we release the peanuts in this life, our hands are open to receive from God. And one of the things that many of us have learned is that you can't outgive God because he is a God of abundance, right on? And so check out number three, uh, ammunition of appreciation doesn't gloss over the pain, okay? We can be positive in the midst of pain, but we don't gloss over it. Look at what David said. He said, even though I walked through the darkest valley. He acknowledges the reality of his pain in dark times. But then look what he says next. Even though I walked through the darkest valley, I'll fear no evil for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And you know, what do you call it when you get out all the dark feelings, all the dark, depressing feelings? What I call it is country music. Okay, that's basically what country music is, right? Just a bunch of depressing uh, thoughts. But look, a lot of people, and here's what the enemy wants you to do. Oh, the enemy would love for you to get out all the dark feelings and stop there because then they've got you. They've got your mindset in scarcity. But what David does is he's honest and he gets out the dark feelings and he has the wherewithal to get his mind set back in a positive frame of reference after he gets out the dark feelings. And you know what the enemy wants some people to do? The enemy wants some people to be positive and never acknowledge the pain because that keeps people in a certain type of bondage too. But with David, it's not either one or the other. It's both and. And so um, a lot of you right now are like me, you know, you're having good times. I understand that there are some that are going through hard times right now, but by and large, most of us have a roof over our heads. We've got a lot of things that we can be thankful for. And I want to tell you this is that part of the reason that the ammunition of appreciation is so important for me is because I've been through dark times. And one of the reasons I'm so grateful now is because God brought me through and out of dark times to this time. And as I look at some of your faces, because I know a fair number of you in this room, be thankful 
remember where God has brought you. You remember where you were. And now times are better. Why? Because of him. Because of the good shepherd, the ammunition of appreciation has the good shepherd. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. That's the real reason that we have it good. And I'm telling you, I still have to fight off those negative thoughts and feelings. Man, I get bombarded sometimes. The little bugs try to infest my head, you know? And can I tell you, a lot of you in this early service serve. You have a mentality to serve and minister. And when you serve and minister, more bugs are going to come to try and infest your head. And that's why we have to fight with the ammunition of appreciation. Can I show you one more verse before we sing about this? This is verse five of Psalm 23. He says, my shepherd, you prepare a table before me in the presence of who? My enemy. This is where appreciation is spiritual warfare. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil, my cup, overflows. You know, the enemy hates to watch you get blessed. Check this out. Have you ever like had an ex and you see your ex-girlfriend, boyfriend out with someone, their hot new girlfriend, boyfriend, hot new spouse, enjoying a great meal? It burns you up, doesn't it? It's like, oh my goodness, I hate them. I can't believe he got that awesome guy that like has a job. I can't believe that he got that hot chick, you know, what? Well, you know what? That's how the enemy feels about us. He hates it because we're with the greatest one ever. We left the enemy in his darkness, his habits, his play places and his play pals. And we're sitting at a table with the hottest, awesomest God being of the whole universe. And look, and he sets a table before us in the presence. It's the greatest gourmet meal, the greatest foodie thing, the greatest tacos and, you know, greatest drinks. And the enemy hates it. So what do you say? we like apply this through a little worship right now. Cause I can tell some of you have been visiting family members or, you know, someone has been a little negative with you and got you down a little bit. Some of you and others of you want to come and just say, Hey, no, things are going great, but I just want to maintain this direction. I just want to thank the Lord. And so let's stand together. And here's how this is going to work. When the band starts singing, they're going to sing this song. And I want to show you some of the lyrics on screen. We're about to sing in the valley. I know that who you're with me and surely your goodness and mercy follow me. So my weapons are praise and what thanksgiving this is how I fight my battles, bro. And so we're going to open up the front if you would like to come and kneel and pray. And if things are going great, you just want to say, look, Lord, I know the source of the greatness in my life right now. I know the source of the blessing I have. God just set a table before me in the presence of my enemies, my spiritual enemies. And others are like me and you lean towards the negative sometimes. And it's time to come and kneel and pray and say, no, Lord, I'm about to bust out the ammunition of appreciation. I want you to know I appreciate all the good things that I have. And maybe you're going through the dark time right now, the dark valley, and it's, you've got to do the battle to get your mindset in a place of appreciation. So let's sing together and kick the devil in the teeth as he has to watch the Lord set that table before us. Shall we do it?
there's a table There's a
This is how we proclaim every victory is through the name of Jesus Christ. We are forever grateful. We forever have thanksgiving and praise because of the name of Jesus. Let's proclaim that victory because we are no longer victims, but we have victory in Jesus. So let's sing that together. My victories in Jesus' name. You're thanking him that we live in a country where we can like still freely worship you. Thank him that even in the midst of inflation, somehow you're making it through. You're thanking him uh, that you have a level of health in your life and you can still be active. And you know, as we're praying and thanking the Lord and the enemy is watching us feast on the presence of the Lord right now and hates it, as we've seen God as our good shepherd, perhaps there's someone here today who said, hey, I'm not really one of God's sheep yet. Well, you know what he says about you? That he says, I've got sheep that are not of this pasture. And so what he's doing right now is he's bringing you in. And you're seeing that all the good that's come in your life has come because of a good God. And if you never had a relationship with him and you'd like to meet him today, let me introduce you to God right now. You receive him through our good shepherd, Jesus. And so just talk to God right now in your own heart and mind. If you've never had a relationship with him, just say something like this. Look, God, I know I've sinned and I've made some mistakes in this life for sure. 
And right now, the best I understand it, I'm choosing to believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay the penalty for my sin and he rose again from the dead to give me a whole new life. God, I welcome you into my life through Jesus. Thank you for coming in. And for the rest of us, we just say, God, thank you. I mean, sure, you blessed us with all kind of stuff in this life, but the greatest blessing is you. You are the greatest treasure. And even if we lose everything in this life, we cannot lose you, the greatest treasure in all of the universe. You are the pearl of great price. You are the greatest treasure. Oh, we may lose these physical lives and we will die, but that is our game because we will be in the presence of the living God for all of eternity where there will be no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain, no more sickness, no more disease, no more taxes, no more inflation. But there will only be the blessing of the kingdom and the fine dining of the feast of the kingdom as Isaiah describes it. And it's all because of you, our good God whom we give praise and glory and honor and credit and adoration. Thank you. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Everyone said, amen. Anybody want to thank the Lord today for our... Thank you, Lord. Good, 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 good. All right. You guys go ahead and take a seat just for a minute. And... Um, um, we're not done yet. I got a little bit uh, more to go. But next week, don't forget, we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare of baptism. And uh, maybe you've wondered, do I have to be baptized to go to heaven? Well, that's one of the questions that we'll answer next Sunday in the service. And if you believed in Jesus just now today or at any time and not yet been baptized, like Pastor Pedro said earlier today, um, you can get registered today for Christmas Eve baptisms are, are amazing here in the theater. Going to be right down front here um, in the cameo on Christmas Eve. But uh, I received a little gratitude video uh, this past week from our partners in Liberia, Africa. And so I wanted to pass that video along to you guys because they wanted to thank us for our support. So you're going to see two videos here in just a second. One is going to be from Pastor Emmanuel and Ruth Giampi, who lead the ministry. And then the second video is going to be a little video of what they've led at a school and a little girl thanking us for our support on my last trip uh, to Liberia. Go ahead and take a look. I'm Pastor Emmanuel Jemfi from Great Community Christian Ministry. Alongside with me, the Pastor Ruth Jemfi is my wife. We take this time to give our thanks and appreciation to City Rapture for their support. Since we started our ministry, our relationship has grown. And uh, we are very grateful that every time they support our ministry, and now we are growing, so we are think that God should continue to bless them and they continue to bless us here in Africa. Thank you. Thank you for your support. For and on behalf of the Future Life Academy family, I welcome you to Liberia, especially on our campus. Kindly accept this bouquet of flowers as an appreciation for your kindness. May God continue to give you the strength to do your work. I thank you. That's pretty awesome, huh? That little girl got me. And so, um, you know, when we give here at City Tribe, that's one of the things that we're supporting is the school there where kids are getting an education and an opportunity. We've already seen through the message today how a great education can help a kid and be a game changer for a person. And so you guys are helping to support a lot of these kids that are get, getting through school. And so throughout December, as we think about our end of year giving, I'm asking you to pray about something. I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm asking you other than pray and listen to God, what he wants to do. All of our ministry partners that we help to support, whether it's in Liberia or in Chihuahua, Mexico, in London, or here at Strong Foundation Ministry for Homeless Families, we're making a commitment 
of $87,208.20 to our ministry partners um, going into the next year. And so what this means is, is that uh, we're praying about how we can, in our end of year giving, help fund this portion of our ministry budget. And so here's how it could break down. If 15 people were to give an extra above and beyond their ties, 5,800 bucks, we could knock out the whole thing. Or if 50 people gave an extra 1,700 bucks, we could knock out the whole thing. Or if 150 people gave an extra $582 before end of year, we could knock it out. Or 400 people gave an extra 194 bucks, we could knock out this whole amount for our ministry partners. Now, I understand that there's probably someone that could give the whole amount. There's other people that can't afford to give anything towards this. And we're not asking you or putting the pressure on you. We're just saying, hey, as we enter into December, begin praying and saying, God, are you bringing a number to my head that I'm supposed to do to help fund this portion of our ministry budget here at City Tribe? So can we do that? Can we just pray about that and just start praying and say, God, what would you like me to do? Remember, we don't want to be that monkey you know, that held on to the peanut or whatever. Um, but we want to be like this to serve others around our world. Um, here are the four ways that we bring our offerings and tithes here at City Tribe Church, whether you do it by mail, text to tithe, or go to the giving stations, or just go on our website. Um, may the Lord bless you for your generosity and stewardship in that way. So let's stand up together and uh, join hands, if you're comfortable to, join hands with the brothers and sisters next to you. And uh, if you can, bring in someone that looks like they're by themselves, you know, because um, we're a family here, not a franchise. And dear brothers and sisters, as you walk from this service, walk with an attitude of gratitude. Thump the enemy with thankfulness. Shoot the gun of gratitude and load up with the ammunition of appreciation. Go from here with appreciation. You guys have an amazing Sunday and we will see you next time. Peace. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.